Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Driven Chat Podcast, which, as you have probably seen from the title and from a bit of social media marketing that we've done, this is the sounds of the Goodwood Revival Meeting 2022. I'm here at the Goodwood Motor Racing Circuit in Chichester on the south coast of England for my favourite motorsport event of the year. And, uh, well, like I have done previously with previous Goodwood Revival episodes and the Goodwood Festival Speed episodes and the Goodwood Members Meeting episodes. This is a sound of episode, so I'll be walking around trying to have conversations with as many people as I can, from drivers to car owners to mechanics to just general people. But I'm pleased to say I'm not going at it alone because I have um, I've recruited a very good friend of mine, a man I've known now for... Oh, 15 years or so we've worked together we've traveled the world together but we've never actually had a public conversational podcast together and that man is a mr tim hutton tim firstly welcome to the driven chat podcast and uh, thank you ever so much for deciding to uh well, deciding to is probably unfair because i basically said oh by the way you're going to be a co-host for this i hope you don't mind uh tim welcome Thank you very much, John. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to be here this weekend with you and uh, very much looking forward to it. As you say, one of the big events of the year and just what a mega event it always is. So I think we're in for a real treat. The weather's looking pretty good this weekend. 
we've got sunset races, we've got GT40s, we've got Lotus Cortinas sliding around, Ferraris galore. Like, it's going to be mega, isn't it? It is going to be mega. Yeah, it really is. So we are now coming to you from the event on the Friday mornings. So this is going to be the first of three days that we'll be covering this event for you. Typically, like all events of this nature, it's very hard to make a plan. You know, there are drivers here that will be well up for a conversation, but trying to pin people down and to say, right, you know, let's meet at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning and have a conversation, it just doesn't happen because everything is so kind of ad hoc. There are, of course, time plans for races and things, but you are very much at the mercy of the content gods. So we'll be keeping our fingers crossed that the content gods will be looking down on us um, but I hope to be bumping into the likes of you know, Jensen Button and Derek Bell, people that we've spoken to previously on, on the podcast. It'd be great to see them because, of course, they're all here. This is an event where drivers come from all over the world, the best in the world and in the form of drivers and the best in the world in the form of cars, all get invited here uh, by the Duke of Richmond for this fabulous festival-like event. But for Tim, you have been here... Well, you're a local lad, aren't you? You grew up down the road from here. What does this circuit and this environment mean to you personally it it, is very special so yeah grew up here born in the hospital which has probably seen quite a few drivers for one reason or another over the years um and yeah my father two older brothers we just grew up coming up to the circuit and just back then didn't have any of the 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 stuff that it has here now, like the amazing paddock area that they've built and all the, the flying club, and it was literally just an airfield circuit left over from the days when it stopped racing here in the 60s. And, uh, yeah, we all got involved when uh, Lord March back then, now the Duke of Richmond, uh, wanted to bring racing back here. And it was, uh, yeah, I think there was a vote and there were... 47 people who voted for it and three local residents that voted against it and it was a, a, a whitewash basically and that's what brought brought the events back here and now here we are being able to watch some unbelievable racing um, yeah just stones throw away from where I was born so it's mega I love it we've got three days ahead of us we can already hear in the background the racing has started but what races for you are the ones that stand out? What are the ones that you really want to go and see? I think anything where there's a sunset involved is uh, it's going to draw me in because it just is that nice way to round off a fantastic day. So the uh, the Freddie March Trophy, uh, the Sterling Moss Trophy on the Saturday. Obviously, the TT has always kind of been the big ticket event on the Sunday with the driver change. Uh, so that is a really special event. For me, being a Jaguar Mark II owner, though, I am always drawn to the St. Mary's Trophy, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have some good races there over the weekend. Um, and I just love seeing the huge Ford Galaxies, little minis, Lotus Cortinas, Jaguar Mark IIs, just battling, and it's just unbelievable seeing the Galaxy go around and how small normal cars look next to that Galaxy. It's mega, really cool. Yeah, it is a firm favourite. It's the one I like to call uh, the Goodwood Revival YouTube race because if you've not been to the Revival, if perhaps you're listening from elsewhere in the world outside of the UK, 
chances are you know what the revival is and the clips that you've probably seen shared on social media and on YouTube they will be of the St Mary's Trophy and it is usually as you say quite rightly Tim a, a little Mark 1 Mini Austin Mini Cooper going around the outside of this enormous huge Ford Galaxy which are often affectionately referred to as aircraft carriers because of their huge flat bonnets and boots it really is a spectacle so we've got an exciting few days ahead of us I think that's fair to say but before we crack on and get into it it's probably worth explaining you there's a there's a bit more to you as well other than just John's mate that's coming along because you you've recently acquired quite a fantastic job title and I'd like to uh, I'd like to share share that with our dear listeners I'll let you reveal uh, your your new job title yeah thank you very much um so I am now uh, head of uh, marketing and PR for Zenvo Automotive uh, Zenvo if you don't know is a Danish hypercar manufacturer the only Danish hypercar manufacturer, and um, it's a real privilege to be involved in taking them on to the next, uh, the next kind of chapter of the the story for them. So, yeah, I, I've been there a few months now, but we're already looking towards showing a new car next year. Probably, might be at Goodwood Festival of Speed, or it might be at the Quail in uh, California. But uh, that's going to have a V12 engine in it. You'll be pleased to hear. That this is this is the time now for us to make these last chance saloon pretty much kind of time at the bar for these v12 combustion engines hypercars so um it's really really exciting to be involved in a, a great team so i'm i'm very excited to get stuck into that yeah it is very very cool and of course prior to zenvo we've worked together we both worked together at gumball 3000 when i was doing i was on the events team making that sort of stuff happen you were on the design team uh, we've travelled the world together on road trips, writing articles for various magazines. It's fair to say we've covered a lot of miles together, always in and around cars of some sort. Thankfully, mostly classic cars, which is always great fun. Uh, so, yeah, I thought, who better than to join me for this weekend? Throughout this episode, you're going to hear lots of conversations. Tim is obviously here to do a bit of work as well, so you may not hear him in interviews and things. Tim's got to go off and be... Uh, probably interviewed himself elsewhere I, I have no doubt and and go and capture some content and bits and pieces but you'll hear the uh, as many conversations as I can bag with the drivers and car owners and mechanics and we'll see so hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed hope the content gods are looking down on us and we'll perhaps check in at the end of each day and throughout each day this is the sounds of Goodwood Revival Meeting 2022 hosted by me John Markar and Tim Hutt enjoy Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Well, it makes perfect sense for the first person that I bump into to be none other than Amy Shaw Photography. Hi, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Because you're here, you're here. Well, I'm here working, but you're here also working, aren't you? Yes. So I'm working for a couple of people today, and then I'm working with Goodwood tomorrow and Sunday, which is cool. But today I'm working with Porsche and Pirelli. Now, the slight problem with Pirelli is that they've just broken into the classic car market with tyres, which is amazing, yet people do not yet have them on their cars. So I know that the majority of people on this circuit have Dunlops on, because I, I most of them are. I found about five Pirellis. So. Do we need to bleep the word Dunlop in our recording, because you're effectively here as a Pirelli ambassador? You know what? Maybe maybe just do a little. Yeah, just go. I don't know. Beep unidentified. Redacted. <laughs> tire. <Yeah. laughs> but no, it's good. So um, I found a couple of cars which look amazing that have got them on, which is easy for me, including a 250 GTO. So I can't really complain. 
Is it this green and yellow 250 GTO that we're standing just beside? That is exactly it, because this is where I'm going to stand all day, waiting for, for good legs to walk past and some good heels, and, uh, well, that was the plan at the moment. So, uh, so, yeah. How much do you actually get to enjoy events like this? Do you, do you still enjoy it, or is it just like, oh, my goodness, hard work? Sometimes, if I feel like I've not got loads of nice photographs, I'm not, I don't enjoy it as much, because I think, oh, everybody else is getting really good photographs, and I'm just getting rubbish so when i know that i've got a few good pictures in the bag i'm like yeah okay i've got a few good pictures in the bag so i know that i've got a few good things today not necessarily on my brief but things i wanted to get so that was nice um but the, i mean the, the most important thing is to get here super super early and then you stay super super late so it's the most tired i've ever been every year um but also at the same time the place where i get all of the photographs so it's quite nice at the moment it's kind of clouded over a bit not too not too sunny and then later on in the evening as Goodwood always does, the sun will come out and it will be beautiful. Yes, the beautiful sunset. I, do you know, the sunset races are the ones I never usually stick around for and I can't really work out why. But this year, I am definitely doing it. Today, I will see a sunset race and I can't wait for that. So, And you're going to be there snapping all the best photos. And I just don't bother because I just think, well, I'll look at your photos later. They'll be, they'll be better. You absolutely need to stay. The only sunset race is tonight. So this is, I'm talking to you on the Friday. So this is, it is this evening. So definitely, definitely stay. It is the most beautiful race. You heard it here first, folks. It's the most beautiful race. And obviously, by the time you're listening to this, it's already happened. So book your tickets for next year and see the most beautiful race at the Revival. Amy Shaw, I will let you get back to work. Perfect timing as something noisy fires up. Have an amazing day. No doubt we'll bump into each other again over the weekend. And um, keep up the coffee levels. Thank you very much. And lovely to see you. And uh, yeah, I'll listen when it's out. stood in the assembly area surrounded by what can only be described as the most insane collection of Ford GT40s, we've got Lolas, we've got more things than I can be, well, be talented enough to identify. However, I've stood beside one Ford GT40 in particular that I once had the pleasure of chasing through France as part of a Tour Auto race. The driver of that car, or one of the drivers of that car, was a Mr James Cottingham of DK Engineering. And I found him. James, how are you? Yeah, nice to see you. Good to see you too. Now, the last time I saw this car really kind of pressing on, well, it would have been here at Goodwood, but the last time I was up close was on the Tour Auto going through France. What is it like, tell me in your words, bringing a car to an event like the Revival? I, I, you know, ultimately, if you are a uh, classic car enthusiast, the Goodwood Revival is the event to go to and to have a car that's you know, here on display, let alone on the track, is a, a, an honour and a privilege. So to be invited by the Duke to bring your car and race in one of the you know, best races of the weekend, it's it's you know it's definitely even today, you know, many years on, having been fortunate enough to do a lot of races here, it's still every time it's pinch yourself as you drive here on Thursday and do the driver sign on, and the first time you come to the assembly area like now, uh, it's just still so magic. I can only imagine. I always like talking to drivers in the assembly area before they go out because the vast majority of drivers I speak to tend to be driving somebody else's car. Owner of the car has entrusted a driver, said, right, go out, set me a time, try and win a, win a race. But in this instance, this is actually your car, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I, I own it 50% with a very good mate of mine, Andrew Smith, who you followed us on the Tour Auto in 2017 when we won. And um, so yeah, it's my turn to drive the car, and uh, yeah, we we've had it for over ten years now, so we've had a lot of fun with it, and uh, yeah, just always special to be in your own car. I think. Do you think with it being your own car, you can get away with taking a few more risks or getting a bit close, or do you think maybe it works the other way around? I think it's the same, really, because you know when it's your own car, if you take more risks, it's your bills, right? 
Um, not saying that I break other people's cars, but I think it's you, you have to treat these cars with the same respect, but more importantly, this circuit. You know, when you come to Goodwood, you are treating the circuit with respect, and that's what's really important, and, uh, you know, making sure you don't push too hard. Fantastic. Very, very well said. Other than the GT40s, is there anything else that you're pedalling this weekend? I mean, the Tajira Jaguar and the Sussex Trophy, which I won the race last year at the Revival, so hoping to get on the podium again and perhaps, uh, perhaps be on that top step. No pressure. <laughs> Thank you. Good stuff. James, best of luck with the race. Enjoy it, well, with the qualifying, and uh, look forward to seeing how you get on over the weekend. Thank you. Good to see you. All right, another driver that I just wanted to say a quick hello to is Gordon Shedden, who's also standing beside a glorious GT40. Gordon, what does this weekend mean to you, and how does it feel to be pedalling such an incredible car? Yeah, I mean, it's, such a, it's great to get the opportunity to, to go back in time and to realise what heroes these drivers were in period. And, you know, the GT40 is an iconic car. Unfortunately, I've driven this one a few times before, uh, and I love it. It's, uh, it's sideways, it's fast, it's everything, and to, to drive it here at Goodwood is just the icing on the cake. I always like to ask, with cars like this and cars of this value, what is your relationship like with the owner of the car? Yeah, it's good. And, uh, you know, Philip Walker's the owner. Uh, he has a variety of cars, and we've raced this together at Spa Six Hours, and, you know, uh, he, he's comfortable with me driving. And he wants me to drive it hard, and he wants the best result for the car, but obviously, you know, you drive these things with respect. That's very well said, very diplomatic. Any other cars you're pedalling this weekend? Uh, yeah, just out of a Galaxy, uh, which is about the size of an aircraft carrier. Uh, and then I've got a Cobra for the TT, so, yeah, all over the place. Fantastic. I'll let you crack on. You. I think we're about to make some noise. Best of luck with the race. Enjoy. Thank you. I've met Karen Chanduk in the assembly area. Karen, how are you? Welcome to Goodwood. I know you've been... I say welcome to Goodwood like you've never been here before. You've been here probably about a million times now, haven't you? What are you about to jump into and drive? Uh, I'm about to drive a Jaguar E-Type, um, which is a yeah, very special car, obviously. It's, um, I raced one back in 2013. So I haven't driven one for a little while. Um, and that day when I drove it, it was horrendously wet. So this is going to be my first proper time driving it, I think. But yeah, looking forward to it. And then this morning I was in a Mini as well, which is always good fun. Um, yeah. So, you know, I just love coming in. When the, somehow, uh, you know, when the weather's out, everyone's, everyone's in a good mood. It's so true. It makes such a huge difference, doesn't it? Now, uh, with the car that you're jumping into now, the E-Type and the Mini this morning, how much practice time do you get before the race? Is, do you get a day where you can come down and test things, or is it very much a case of, right, there you go, in you get, off you go? Well, I, I had to wander around the paddock looking for my car this morning because <laughs> I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't even know what colour it was. So, to answer your question, I'll drive it for about 15 minutes now, which is practice come qualifying, <laughs> and... Uh, and then I'll go and race it <laughs> tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, not very much. Fantastic. And when it comes to the owners of these cars looking for a driver, how does that process work? How do they get in contact with you? And just is it a, a, a random phone call? Is it somebody you've already known? No, I mean, you know, the, the Duke of Richmond and his office are very good about um, trying to make sure that we all get something nice to play with um, and you know over time obviously I've been coming here now for, for nearly a decade so you get to meet various owners and, and so sometimes you know the owners call you directly um, but quite often the, um, the Duke's office makes sure that we've got some, some good toys to play with. Fantastic and have you been given any kind of prior instruction like I want the car to win I want the car to place well or have they said just go out and enjoy it? No, I think um, most people most people say just go out and enjoy it, which is the main thing, you know. I think I'm very conscious of the fact that I want to give the car back in one piece more than anything else. So, and I think that's part of it here. You, when you when you go for an overtaking move, if you're doing a normal race, 
you know, if there was a move that you'd think about and go for it in a bit of a risky situation, you wouldn't do it at Goodwood because, you know, this is much more about enjoying the experience, having fun with it and uh, giving the car back in one piece. Fantastic. Well, I'll let you get ready. I'll let you get going. Great to see you. Best of luck for the weekend and uh, enjoy. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. Hello, Jensen Button. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm here at the Revival. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Lots of dress up, lots of cool cars. And at the moment, the rain's staying away. But those clouds look a bit aggressive, don't they? They're cooling clouds. That's what they are. They're here to cool us down, to stop us overheating. I like it. Yeah. I like your way of thinking. <laughs> Very positive. How long? I think last time I saw you was at the Festival of Speed, and I think you'd got off a plane about 10 minutes before you then got into your Radford to drive that. Have you had a bit more of a, a bit more layover time, or is it equally as hectic? I got here at 6 p.m. last night, so nice. it's it's reasonably hectic. Um, had to sign on everything today, so yeah, it's been hectic, but it's all good. So um, lovely to get out in the uh, Sterling Moss Memorial Trophy. Um, did this race last year with. Bob, the car owner, Bob Neville, um, from RGN Rocket, and uh, my pal, childhood friend, Al Buncombe. So, did it in a white one last year, we're in a blue one this year. Uh, it's a lot noisier, and I think a lot faster. So, uh, yeah, hoping for a bit more. And we should probably identify the car, E-Type Jack, it's a oh, yeah. beautiful blue Sorry. E-Type Jack. That's okay, that's okay. E-Type, it's a beautiful blue, it's a great colour, uh, and it is a Jag colour, so... Um, Lovely, and, and the painted 22, so that was my number in F1, so we're lucky they've let us, let us have 22 this weekend. Perfect. Well, I've got, I know we've got a lot of my media colleagues also wanting to have a quick chat with you. Before I let you go, other cars you're driving this weekend? Uh, a lightweight E-Type in CT, um, which should be fun. Look out for it, number 22. Number 22. There's a theme here, Jensen. Yes, there is. Perfect. I'll let you get back to it. Great oh. to see you. Best of luck with the weekend. Thank you. My ears are ringing uh, because I've just been standing on the top of the start-finish line, the actual platform above the pit garages, where I bumped into none other than Alex Goy. Hi. It's not the re- Alex isn't the reason my ears are ringing, I should point <laughs> out. We, but I bumped into Alex and Alex said, Ooh, I know a really good spot for taking photos. Both of us, both of us are here with our cameras. So we then popped downstairs... And we've stood for the past 10 minutes taking photos of very noisy, very noisy AC Cobras, quite E-Type Jaguars. And yes, my ears are now savagely ringing. Thanks very, for that, Alex. And a very pointy TV. Yeah, but it's a great spot. The start-finish line is right there. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll give you that. It is. Yeah, we do right. seem to be caught between two walls of noise. So we get the yeah. noise from the car, then a reflection from the wall, and it goes back on a barrier, yeah. and it goes directly into my eardrum. Yeah, Enjoy that. Yeah. It's a souvenir. You can you, you can leave some hearing here, but take the, the memories, the tinnitus home with you. So, Alex, last time I saw you for one of these bizarre, off-the-cuff, Vox Pop-style podcasts was at another Goodwood event. It was the Festival of Speed. And here we are. Look at us now at the Revival. We're at the Revival. Yeah. The, the, the wonderful thing about them is they're two very different events. The, the Festival of Speed is it's a big garden party, but it's very much a car show. Um, you know, you're there to see new models and supercars and hypercars and famous car people do famous car stuff. Whereas this, it's it's as much a show of, about people as it is about the lovely old racing cars doing doing laps. You come to a few of them, you start recognising. I saw that Cobra last year or that E-Type last year. But the the show they put on 
Like everyone gets into it. If you do turn up in jeans and shorts, or jeans and shorts, in uh, shorts and a t-shirt, you do stand out like a sore thumb. It would be a bit like wearing a three-piece suit to a uh, I don't know, Rage Against the Machine gig. It'd be a bit weird. So you kind of stand out like that. No one, no one dislikes you for it. Yeah. But you are noticed. It's very true. I can recall coming here as a as a wee boy, and I think you know the first few events that I used to attend, there were maybe. 20 or 30% of people were dressed up and now I'd say it's about 5% of people are not dressed up and it does it makes a huge difference and talking to people like Amy who's here taking photographs she loves this event because of course it means you get such great atmosphere in the photos because everyone's dressed as a character everyone's an extra in this beautiful place. I I, I saw a a lady and a milkman and in in his little milk trolley thing was wine (laughs) <laughs> I, I really appreciated that. I, I, I really liked that. It was a, it was a man uh, dressed as... Uh, uh, not a beef eater. The ones with the big bearskin hats. Uh, the uh, Queen's Guard? Coldstream Guard? Given the news, I should probably know what they are. <laughs> yeah. But either way, he was pushing he was pushing an old-fashioned perambulator with his lovely lady wow. wife, which was which was very cool. There's uh, there's chaps running around in flying helmets and uh, and goggles, which I probably will be doing on uh, Sunday, I think. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's, it's all sorts of outfits. You've got you know, the military guys. Who, they, go, they go to great lengths to make sure they look proper, they make sure they look the part. Yeah. Um, and, yeah... You, if, if you don't put a little bit of effort in, I mean, you can get away with a leather jacket and jeans and some boots. And, oh, I'm a biker from the 50s. And that's fine, <laughs> yeah. as long as you put something in. But it's the atmosphere. No one... No, you rarely see a frown at Revival. True. You always see people having a, a whale of a time because it's their weekend to kick back, relax, and do something a bit different. And watch old motor cars break things. <laughs> it's very true. It is very true. Anything in particular here that you really love watching? Because I know everyone kind of has a favourite race at the Revival. What's what's yours? I like watching minis do silly skids and take on really fast stuff because it's hilarious and they look like go-karts and they're, yeah, they're, those are always a treat. Um, the Cobras are always a giggle, though I, I can hear my ears ringing now and it's, it's maybe maybe I'll watch them from far away uh, next time. Um, but it's, to be honest, it's, it's the sheer variety of the stuff, really, because you... 250 GTOs are all well and good, but I, 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 I like that they're here. I also like the fact that Minis are slinging around with Lotus Cortinas and there's TVRs and there's, there's uh, uh, Coopers doing the rounds. Like, there's everything. And then you get the, the display laps with everyone going, look at these amazing cars that you never see move, you never hear, because they're always in someone's collection or at some rarefied event that you need seven layers of approval to get into. So to see it and to smell it, and in this case probably not hear it quite as well next time, um, is, is really special. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. And tell me, because I know the answer to this question, but tell, <laughs> tell the dear listener uh, about the vehicle that you've chosen to drive down. And are you staying locally or are you going back home and then coming back each day? No, I live in London. Yes. So that's where I'm staying. I was supposed to be here tomorrow, but uh, plans changed. I had to go back to town. Um, but either way, I was going to go home tomorrow. I, I'm, in, I'm in my little Morgan three-wheeler. It doesn't have a roof or doors, and I'm really glad it stopped raining. <laughs> um, We've been teased with a couple of little spots yeah, of rain. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I was very grateful that the weather has calmed down a little bit. It's not, it's not a billion degrees, because that's not the worst, but it's not the most comfortable. But yeah, 18 degrees all throughout today, lovely, cool, pleasant. But this morning, when I left my house, it was not 18 degrees. It was, no. it was 12 degrees. Ah. And that's quite cold. Add on some Morgan three-wheeler wind chill, and you've got... Yes, 70 mile an hour wind chill on the A3. <laughs> Not great. It does have heated seats. Oh, yeah, and absolutely ferocious as well, Morgan yes, heated seats, uh, aren't they? They, they? they are set to sterilisation or off. <laughs> <laughs>
So, you know, yeah. it was an adventure. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed that the rain stays away. Please. Uh, you might still have a, a slightly chilly drive home, but as long as it's dry. Dry is better than wet. Dry is better than, yeah. Depending on the... Yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to go now. No. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Muck yeah. Smut. It's disgusting. Smut. Disgusting. Right, well, Alex Goy, lovely to see you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your revival day. So this is it, just yes. one day, fleeting visit. Fle- fleeting for today, back on Sunday. Fabulous, well, we'll see you Sunday. And I'll be, I'll be tarting around in probably a different outfit. Cause... And with some earplugs. Yes, yes, definitely some earplugs, because it's going to get noisy. And I can hear the next cars starting yeah. up. I, th- yeah. I think we've got MGs next. Ah, we have, yes. I think we've got quite a big selection of... I'm trying to look at one of the scripts. Oh, Oh, that ah, hang on. So we've got Ford Galaxies, we've got Alfa Romeo GT Juniors, oh, hell uh, yeah. Ford Cortina, Lotus Cortina. Okay, this is going to be an exciting race for us to watch. Uh, I, as much as I'd love to put on the sound recorder for the whole thing, I just don't know if that works it as an audio piece. It probably will blow out our recorder. But yes, what we'll do, I'll let them do their outlap. They're just leaving the assembly area now. They're going to do their first lap and then they're going to fly past down the start finish straight. As Alex said earlier, we are conveniently stood right on the chequered line of the start finish straight. So yes, we're seeing Lotus Cortinas swinging the back end out of the assembly area. A sight to behold. There's a Mini, there's a Mark II Jag sliding around and some Mark VI Jags as well. Okay, we've done well here. We've timed this very well. So this must be St Mary's Trophy. I, I, you know what? I've, I've been to a few of these now. I have no idea what they're called. I just know the cars <laughs> I'm going to double check my uh, schedule because if it is, this is this is the race that you the money that you love. Five o'clock. Yep, it is the St Mary's Trophy official practice part two. So, yeah, we're going to see some cars. They've they've officially practised all the way through part one. They're now (laughs) going to officially practise for part two. This is often the race that gets the most views on YouTube. People go on YouTube and see the Goodwood Revival, and this is what they think the whole event is, because it is such an amazing thing to watch. Stuff breaks and there's explosions. Well, not explosions. Yeah, doors fly open and minis are drifting around the outside of Ford Galaxies. Here they come. That's a Ford Galaxy. That's a Lotus Cortina, that's a GT Junior Alfa Romeo. Another GT Junior Alfa Romeo. That's a Lotus Cortina. A Ford console, later turning into the uh, Cortina, some minis. Oh, this is just splendid. Fantastic. Well, Tim, Friday, day one of the Goodwood Revival 2022, is done, is complete. Have you had a nice day? We didn't really see much of each other today because you went off to do press things. I went off to do press things. Kind of got a bit separated. But have you had a had a successful day? I have had a jolly, splendid day, yes. It is pure 
Goodwood at its best, I think, and I th it's just got all the hallmarks of a fantastic weekend all through. So um, yeah, I am very happy. Seen some, uh, seen the first race of the weekend, the Freddie March Trophy. Um, Sam Hancock, who I think's been a guest of yours in the past, mm. taking the win, and uh, yeah, just what a day, mega. What a day. We've had everything today in the forms of weather as well because we started off bright and sunny, then it started to rain a little bit. And with that, we had uh, some cars kind of spinning out and doing all sorts of excitable actions and things. So, yeah, it's been a good start to the weekend today, as Tim just said there. Yeah, it's, it's the mainly a kind of practice and quality day. There is only one race, the very last track session that goes out on the Friday is the first race of the weekend. So, yeah, we've got to see that. I guess uh, we'll come back and do it all again tomorrow, Tim, shall we? I think that sounds like a pretty good plan, doesn't it? It does indeed. It does indeed. So that is day one done. Well, good morning, day two at the Goodwood Revival. Well, I say at the Goodwood Revival. We're on our way back to the Goodwood Revival, myself and Tim Hutton. Uh, currently sat in uh, Tim's rather lovely L322 Range Rover, Tim. Thank you for being my chauffeur for the day. Uh, my absolute pleasure. Uh, it's uh, a very nice, comfortable way to start the day before we're on our feet, wandering around for a good few hours, so I think uh, enjoy the comfort while it lasts. Anything in particular you're excited about today, Tim? Um, so I've got a friend who's got his car in the Bonhams auction today, so uh, I think uh, take the opportunity when we park up to have a quick whip round the Bonhams auction. Um, make that dream wish list of things that you'd like to tick off that you can't afford but would like to afford so we're going to have a look at that and then just want to get in and yeah just see some cars on track and see a few races today as well see a few races yeah today's the kind of first day of the big races so a few good ones to watch so yeah watch this space or listen to this space how does it work in audio form i don't know we'll see see you in a bit speak to you in a bit noises are plenty coming your way. Day two, Goodwood Revival 2022. It's day two at the Goodwood Revival and the sun is still shining, people are still dressed up beautifully, I um, have survived, my legs so far haven't given way, which at events like this is not unusual because you do end up doing so much walking, but the first person I've bumped into on day two, on the Saturday, at the 2022 Goodwood Revival is Charlotte Fowden. Hi Charlotte. Hello, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Now, you've been on the podcast before a couple of times, I think, as little vox pops and bites and things, and I've just discovered that this is your first time ever at the Revival, and I'm, I'm in mild shock. It is indeed my first time at Revival, and I think the word to describe how I'm feeling at the moment is overwhelmed, because there, you know, there's maps and there's timetables, and I just really don't know where to start with it all, um, so I'm just hiding in the press area drinking coffee at the moment, <laughs> trying to work out what to do. It is a tricky one. I've, I think uh, I've already given a bit of advice of the one race you have to see is the St Mary's Trophy. That's one you absolutely have to witness. And you're here today and tomorrow? I am, yes. I'm here today and tomorrow. And I brought my dad along and I brought my fiance along as well. So it's a bit of a family affair as well. That's really nice. And uh, so, all being that it is your first time here, is there anything in particular that you're really looking forward to seeing? Are there things you've heard about that you want to see? 
any, any kind of areas you want to explore or are you just kind of going into it with a completely fresh head and trying to figure it all out? So I'm quite keen to explore, there's a restoration area I think and an area called Revive and Thrive and that kind of has something to do with a project that I'm working on which is top secret. So I'm going to go and have a look over there, see what it's all about um, because I'm quite interested in that sort of restoration thing and I think that's where we met last time was the yeah. NEC show and that was all about restoration, reviving these old things, so yeah. There's a little tidbit. Um, little, a little teaser there. I know continue. what this top secret thing is and I know that we have to be quite careful with how we word it but if I were to say, if you're not already following Charlotte Valden on social media, which you should be doing, but if you're not already doing that, then do go and start following Charlotte because you're about to see quite an exciting new chapter in your working world. Is that, is that, is that safe? Give us a follow and, and keep your eyes peeled because news will be coming, I think, before the end of this year. Um, so, yeah, exciting times ahead. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. And before I let you go... Your arrival here, am I right to assume you arrived in a particular red MG? Unfortunately <gasps> not, I know. What? My, uh, so that, uh, the red MG you're talking about actually belonged to my late grandfather and it's because of that car that I'm here today. Not literally, um, but it's the car that really sparks my passion uh, for all things automotive, uh, despite my dad's disappointment because he is a mechanic and he's tried for a very long time um, to do it. But yeah, it's because of that car. Um, that I'm standing with you today because you know they're they're more than just ways of getting about. They can introduce you into a entire new world um, and introduce you to new people, experiences, um, and all of that kind of thing. So I'm not in the car today because uh, I've been travelling about a bit too much. So I've, uh, in the boring old Vauxhall Astra daily driver, um, but yeah, it's not as exciting. But it got me here, and that's the main thing. It is the main thing. But you did recently embark on a bit of a trip with that car, didn't you? And I think that does warrant getting you back into the studio having a proper chat and kind of dissecting that a little bit but can you give a little hint as to what that was about so recently my dad and I we did 2,000 miles in 47 hours to raise money for the blood bikers who are volunteer riders who transport things like blood breast milk and things like that for the NHS hospices Um, and we raised almost £6,000 for them by doing this crazy 47 hour drive in my car which turned 62 on the midnight between the two days that we were driving and there was no stopping there was no stopping in a B&B for a rest it was constant and it was it was pretty extreme um, but I'll save all the, the juicy details for when we meet up again definitely awesome right well I'm going to let you get back to it let you enjoy your first ever revival it's still just shocked can't believe it but you're going to love it absolutely love it and then of course when we do meet up for that podcast I'd love to hear what you thought of the event because of course I think everyone walks away from this going okay it's a it's considerably better than I thought it would be and I think that's exactly what you're going to do that sounds like a lovely plan lovely plan good to see you Charlotte have a great weekend see you soon so day two of the Goodwood Revival 2022 and I found myself back in my favourite spot for getting cool conversations which is the assembly area that is the the little enclosed fenced off area where the cars sit just before they then go out onto the circuit you can hear already there is a race or a practice happening in session at the moment but I'm currently in that assembly area and surrounded by a collection of absolutely fantastic Ferraris because we are of course celebrating 75 years of Ferrari that is a big anniversary that's happening this year and as part of that celebration here at the Goodwood Revival we have a collection of amazing cars driving around today for a parade lap however the car that I'm about to talk about 
is, of course, racing here as well this weekend. And rather than speaking to a driver or an owner, which tends to be the uh, common theme of conversations I have in this area, I'm actually talking to a mechanic, and he happens to be a good friend of mine, and his name's Karim. Tell him, Karim, how are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks, mate. Enjoying Revival. It's always my favourite event of the year, and we always look forward to uh, having a good weekend here. It is a special event, isn't it? And you have a rather special role, which, of course, is spannering a rather special Ferrari. Can you tell us... Tell our dear listeners all about what it is you are supporting this weekend. So here we are today with the 250 Testa Rossa. Uh, this one especially is one of, one of a kind. Uh, it's called the Sega, and it was built by two Swiss brothers back in period. Um, and they redesigned the whole car in period with a new body, with a new body, uh, independent rear suspension and inboard brakes. And they went out and they chased Ferrari as a private Swiss racing team. Unfortunately, the car then disappeared into the private market and the current owner, David Cook, found it and restored it back to its original beauty. Um, and we've just freshly rebuilt the engine in the workshop and hopefully it all goes well. <laughs> hopefully being the key word there. What sort of pressure? I mean, I like talking to drivers. I like talking to car owners as well. There's often an interesting dynamic between the two. Occasionally, I speak to driver owners who, of course, look at this event as a completely different matter. But when it comes to your role maintaining these cars building these engines the pressure of the car succeeding on the circuit what what are the kind of struggles and pressures that you have to go through i mean it's a constant struggle really and it's constant pressure you it's a bit like i always i always that's loud very loud um i always think about it a bit like racing horses because you put so much time and effort into looking after the car and you know looking after the horse and then you go out there and you see it thrashed round but we're very lucky that our driver is really considerate on the car but pedals it very very well so we tend to do all the, the stressing is in the workshop and then we get to enjoy it when we're here so if the car's prepared properly then you should have an easy weekend you should have slightly less struggles excellent and right now on the Saturday it's about to go out as part of a parade this kind of 75th anniversary celebration parade but the car tomorrow is competing isn't it it is racing it is indeed yes yeah. so we did our um, qualifying laps earlier and the car went really well and then at half past four tomorrow we've got the main race in the Sussex Trophy fantastic and uh, that'll be the one where I guess you're maybe slightly nail biting watching from the sidelines do you like to get out and watch or do you want to just hide away in the garage and wait for it to return no absolutely I've got to be there watching it all times I absolutely love it and the, the rush that you get it's, it's like a drug and you're so happy to see that car come round um, you're constantly watching the clock to make sure that your driver's there um, and when he doesn't come round the corner due to somebody else spinning or he's delayed slightly on the track it's a horrible feeling but touch wood we won't have that feeling today exactly that exactly that right well drivers are being told to get into their car so we better get out of the way let these cars pull off thank you Karim lovely to see you as ever absolute pleasure and we will uh, no doubt cross paths again very soon hopefully so thank you very much right Tim that was a rather noisy little collection of Ferraris that we were fortunate enough to be surrounded by anything jump out there that uh, particularly spikes your interest uh, the, there was a 250 short wheelbase in dark green, non-metallic that I've, I've never seen personally before and for me that is my favourite car of all time that is the car so seeing one in dark green which is a colour of the moment just really cool, love it Yeah, we are both supporters of the Make Green Great Again campaign uh, of which that does definitely represent 
yeah, quite, quite cool to see the likes of Jackie Stewart, Sir Jackie Stewart, and uh, Derek Bell jumping into cars and ripping away. It doesn't ever really lose its magic, does it? Not at all, and uh, it'd be fascinating to add up the value of that, this, this driver's parade, because it must be up there with some of the most expensive grids on the, on the track over the weekend. So, yeah, some unbelievable Ferraris in that selection there that you don't see very often at all. So. And the drivers, like you say, Jackie Stewart, Derek Bell, what a lineup. Yeah, well, we are now... It's one of those moments where I often think, how have we ended up here? But we're now stood on the chequered line on the start-finish straight. We have just been in that assembly area, surrounded by all those lovely Ferraris. They're now completing a lap, and they're now going to end up back on the grid. And whilst they're back here on the grid, I'm going to try and talk to Derek Bell at some point. If I can get a word, quick word with uh, Sir Jackie Stewart as well, that would be great. Um, but, yeah, it's quite surreal, isn't it, being stood here? You, and you had a television interview earlier. You were broadcast all over the entire site. Uh, yeah, I was live on TV earlier, uh, somewhat surprisingly, but yeah, by my good friend uh, David Green, who presents for uh, ITV4, and yeah, it is very surreal to be stood on the track that you see on TV, that you've flicked through magazines growing up, and here we are, literally on the finish line, just about to see, like, probably hundreds of millions of pounds worth of Ferrari all coming together, um, yeah, it's a pinch yourself moment, and the sun's out as well. It's the the Duke kind of books the sun every year, and it's it's unbelievable. It really is. It really is. Yeah, I, it's one of these things. I have to like to remind you, dear listener, that uh, I don't ever take any of this for granted. You know, I have I have been a punter here for years. I've been coming to the revival since I was a child, long before I was legally allowed to drive. So to now be here in this capacity, to have this sort of access, to be able to talk to these sort of drivers. As I speak, I'm getting my photograph taken by the legendary Jake Boren there from Collecting Cars, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just quite surreal, isn't it? And uh, you've all, you've grown up very close to here. This is obviously a, a home a home venue for you. It's it's special, isn't it? Yeah, I cycled up here after school as a kid and was in the Goodwood Supporters Association when they wanted to try and campaign locally to bring it all coming back to getting the racing days here, and if. I wasn't lucky enough to get a press ticket. I would be buying a ticket. So it's it's a privilege, and we're lucky. We are indeed. Right, well, the cars are now making their way back onto the grid. They're taking their positions for this celebration of Ferrari. We are now going to dance along to the Italian national anthem, which, conveniently, I've been whistling all morning for some reason. It's almost a sign. Uh, here is uh, Sir Jackie Stewart pulling up in a glorious green and yellow 250 GTO, one of the most popular cars for a lot of people if you think of the Goodwood Revival that is the car that you think of and there it is being driven by an absolute legend somebody we spoke to back at the Festival of Speed and if I can he's going to be a man in popular demand but if I can I'm going to have a chat with him here as well for now I will leave you with the sound of a collection of Ferraris parking up on the grid at the Goodwood Revival and the Italian National Anthem Derek Bell, so lovely to see you. Every time I see you, you seem to be just about to be driving some sort of fantastic, exotic, beautiful machine, and, well, no exceptions here. No, that's what happens as you get older, actually. But, no, I mean, it's fantastic to be part of the show here and, the, and see the cars and honour the people that drove them, and then sort of the, the, the brand, you know. I mean, I did drive for Enzo many, many years ago, which was probably one of the greatest experiences of my life, to meet him and that sort of thing. 
and then you know I then went to Porsche and did quite a bit with them and that was spectacular too so I've been very lucky like that. You once shared a fantastic story with me, which was the the time that you met Enzo Ferrari, and he appeared as this mystical figure in a dark, long jacket. And it must be quite surreal, thinking back on memories like that, to now be sat at the Revival in one of his most iconic cars. Why don't you tell us, what are you driving here? What are you about to take on this display oh, lamp? This car is Anthony Bamford's uh, beautiful uh, Ferrari 250 GTO, which uh, Graham Hill won this race once in, and the other year he won it in another Ferrari. And obviously, it's the only, it was then imported, or was imported by Marinello Concessionaires, one of the very rare right-hand drive models, and is probably therefore the most valuable 250 in the world. It's a different body shape to the original, and it's just spectacular to drive and smooth and lovely and typically Ferrari, you know. Fantastic. Well, I'll let you enjoy this. So lovely to see you. Have a great time. Tim, that was, uh, I mean, we kind of gave a little pre-summary to what we were about to experience, and then I think we kind of excelled it, didn't we? Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty mega, just, or like, the, I don't know what it is about a Ferrari engine, but it just has a sound that is like nothing else, and that was just proper Italian orchestra there, so mega. Yeah. It is a fizz, I think that's the best way to describe it, an actual fizz. Anyway, we're now making our way back into the assembly area because this is the assembly for the St Mary's Trophy where we will be talking to a collection of the drivers. Thank you. Just going to squeeze through without trying to damage a Lotus Cortina. And there's a few drivers I want to speak to in here. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. See a GF Williams photographer extraordinaire I'm going to come back to you George because the man I want to speak to is driving a very small mini ah there's also a Steve Soper who'd be quite good to talk to but the person I want to start with is a Mr Alex Brundle I'm giving myself the pressure of saying that because of course I found him I found him walking through And he's reading. I didn't even know he could read, but he's reading. He's reading. Is this the uh, Alex Brundle? Is this the the notes on how to drive a car at Goodwood? I'm just looking at the pictures. Well, there aren't <laughs> any pictures, so it's a short read. Yeah, no. These are the these are the drivers' briefing notes. And I've just been told I'm one of the drivers, ah. so um, I'm reading those. And it says, if you're leaking fluids, pull off at the earliest and safest possible opportunity. 
Does it say where where the fluids might be leaking from? I, I, I hope the car. Yes. Unless, uh, yeah, I do. try to keep my, my fluids within during my uh, during my driving here at Goodwood. Good, good. You're about to drive uh, a Mini, aren't you? Yes, uh, yeah, a Mini Cooper indeed. Um, and that will be very fun in the St Mary's Trophy. We, we qualified best of the Minis, which was good, um, considering we were outpowered a bit by a Lotus Cortina and, a, and power, outpowered a lot by Galaxy. So, yeah, mini mini versus all the rest, really. And uh, I've got some good guys behind me. I think Andre Lotter is lining up just behind me. And then we've got Jeb in one. Um, so we're going to have a good race. I'm looking forward to it. Let's see how far we can uh, get the minis up the field. Perfect. And I've heard a rumour that uh, the minis at Goodwood, there's a certain technique to driving them fast here, and that is foot flat and keep it flat. Facts, can you confirm whether or not that's true? Yeah, foot flat, 90 degrees of steering, and then, yeah, extra extra jerky lift to get the car to turn in and then once you've got it turned in it, you're you're kind of going but uh, yeah I mean like anything front wheel drive get it turned and pin it um, and then and then hope for the best really but um, I mean the car I'm driving built by Bill Solace absolutely fantastic thing uh, anybody who wants to have a ridiculous amount of fun on a racetrack try a classic mini do it do it for yourself it's utterly utterly brilliant fantastic well Alex I'll let you jump in yes. to your Mini Cooper all the best. This is a. This is a. a, a it's not the official race today. No, is it? this no. is the official race. Oh crikey! Yeah, right. Yeah, so you're here to win. Yeah. So there's one for me. There's one for me, and there's one for Bill. So we have a. We have separate races. So I've done my qualifying, and this is it. This is the St Mary's, as far as I'm concerned. Well, in that case, Alex, I will change my voice. I'll say good luck. Yeah, Alex, good luck with your race. Um, go fast, win, and uh, bring back a trophy. I'm sure St Mary will be on my side. See That's you later. Good. See you later. So in that same assembly area for the St Mary's Trophy, my favourite, personal favourite race here at the Goodwood Revival, I'm now surrounded by Minis, Mark II Jags, Lotus Cortinas, Alfa Romeo GT Juniors, and I've found a Darren Turner. How are you, Darren? I'm all right, yeah, really looking forward to it. Obviously, we've got the, the qualifying out of the way for the St Mary's, and now we're all sort of in the, in the collection area ready for the race. And uh, you're right, you know, you go up and down here and have a wander around, and the cars are fantastic. Lovely sort of array of, of different power units, and, you know, the cars have all got different strengths and weaknesses. The minis are just amazing through the corners, under break-ins. And then some of the uh, larger American cars, they're missiles down the straight but then they have to get on the brakes really early so it does mean that everyone's sort of uh, moving around throughout the race and uh, this weekend I'm in a little uh, BMW 2002 first time driving the car yesterday and it was a dream really nice to drive and uh, I think we're in the sort of sharper end of the grid we're in 13th 14th or something like that um, so yeah looking forward to seeing what we can do uh, when the when the flag drops excellent well I was going to ask where do you stand in that uh, category of missile muscle cars versus minis so where, where where do you think your pace is i think we're sort of in the middle i mean the little bmw's got some decent straight line speed um but th- there's nothing that would be able to keep up with the minis through the corners they're just so agile and and they're great fun to watch you know i've raced a few myself over the years here at goodwood but actually when you're out of the car following a mini and you see how sidewards they're getting through the corners and at certain points you're like for sure that driver's going to spin and for some miracle they're able to pull it straight and uh, um, and take all that speed through the corner so they're great to, to watch and 
even the big cars I mean they're, they're fun to watch on the circuit um, from the driver's seat so I'm sure from the spectators uh, viewing point it must be fun to watch them as well yeah completely I was just talking to Alex Brundle who's just about to pedal a mini and he was saying his technique is once you're, once you're out and you're flat you keep it flat if the back end goes you keep it flat if everything's in doubt just keep it flat yeah. so yeah really good fun to watch Darren I'll let you get to it I know you're just about to jump in best of luck with the race enjoy it and um, perhaps catch up with you over the weekend yeah great stuff thank you very much cheers Thanks, I've bumped into friend of the show, Steve Soper. Lovely to see you, Steve. You're standing in front of a rather lovely Ford Cortina. Now, previously, we've had conversations about your legacy in driving BMW products, but today, something slightly different. Yeah, Ford Cortina. I've campaigned them for a few years, so I know them. It's not my car, it's Andy Wolf's car. Um, He's very um, stupidly letting me drive it, so uh, we're not quite as far up the grid as we should be, but... We're there. It'll be okay. Fantastic. I always love exploring that dynamic between owner of the car versus driver of the car. I assume you, well, you're quite close. It. Yeah, but he's going to drive it tomorrow. So, ah, uh, well, that's fair. So. Well, you've got more pressure then because then you can't, you can't bend it because, no, of course, no, it's then exactly. going to be driven tomorrow. Yeah, you said it. More <laughs> pressure. Well, I'll let you get in, Steve. Great to see you. Best of luck. So, I, I mean... I had aspirations of walking around trying to speak to as many drivers as possible in the St Mary's Trophy grid, but of course, as is the way, you get such a tiny window of time. We did get slightly sidetracked by the Ferrari display. Uh, however, we did, of course, get to speak there to Steve Soper and Alex Brundle and Darren Turner. Though that was quite positive. And as I walked through, I did see a GF Williams, another friend of the show, here looking very official. You're also supporting some overalls and, uh, and a camera. No surprise there as the photographer. George, how are you getting on? I'm good. I'm uh, shooting for Esteban Gutierrez today. That's quite a nice little contract to have, isn't it? Yeah, and he's a very nice guy. It's quite photogenic as well, isn't he? It does make it easier. <laughs> so what's he driving in this little lineup? He is in the Alpha over there. Fantastic. Uh, number four. Number four. Number four. Thank you for that. Good race this, isn't it? This is, this is one of the races I often regard the St Mary's Trophy as the kind of YouTube race if people aren't sure what the Goodwood Revival is, chances are they will have seen this race or footage from this race on YouTube. Is this up there with your kind of favourites as well? Yes. GF Williams there, adding as much dynamism as possible to the interview. <laughs> I don't know what more you want to. But you know, that's, that's a, if you could race any of the cars here in this lineup, what would you be going for? I mean, for? there's a GT40 right there, but... Yeah, that's not in that, the Samaritan. Yeah, uh, the Alphas look really stable, actually, but the Cortinas look a bit more fun and lively. I, I see you as a Cortina, rear-end yeah, happy. Bit, sliding bit around. Slidey, slidey. I prefer it when a car's not pointing straight, so it's <laughs> probably a Cortina. I just spoke to Steve Sopo, who's, of course, a BMW legend, but he's racing in a Cortina. And, yeah, he kind of insinuated that he was hoping to throw it around, so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. Anyway. And we've got Max Chilton in this race as well. We've got Max Chilton, we've got Darren Turner, we've got Alex Brundle, we've got all sorts of uh, drivers that love a slip and a slide. So, uh, yeah, whilst you, obviously, dear listener, won't be able to see that, we will experience that and, well, describe it to you. It'll be exciting and amazing and, well, chances are you've probably already seen the footage on YouTube. So there you are. And there you have it. That is Goodwood Revival Day 2, Saturday done. Tim, I think we've earned a pint. Uh, I think it's time for a pint. That was pretty spectacular. (laughs) See you in the morning.
Good morning. It's Sunday, and uh, it's uh, this is the earliest we've arrived. Tim Hutton, isn't it? It is indeed the earliest, and it felt a bit silly when the alarm went off. But now we're here, and there's beautiful light, and I can smell the bacon and hear the hear the band playing. I'm uh, kind of glad that I got up early. Actually, I'm excited. Yeah, my alarm went off at. 10 to 6, 5.50 this morning. Would you like to tell the nice boys and girls that are listening why uh, why did we set early alarms today? Well, a good friend of mine, Gillian Carr, has very kindly said that I can jump in with her for the Austin 7 parade. Uh, cause they've got a big anniversary this year, so there's, I think, about 100 of them. It could be the 100th anniversary, but um, you might have to fact-check that one. But... Um, <laughs> Yes, it's, uh, I never turned out an opportunity to go around Goodwood, even if it's uh, unbelievably slow and probably going to be quite cold because it's a bit nippy this morning, isn't it? It is a bit nippy, yeah. Time now is just coming up 10 to 8 on the Sunday morning, day 3 of the Goodwood Revival. So, yeah, it is a bit chilly. The sun is yet to make its way fully over the trees, so we're currently walking along in shadows. And uh, I seem to have developed, I think, three days of, or two, two days of inhaling fumes from uh, 1930s, 40s and 50s racing cars has, has given me somewhat of a cigar smoker's voice. I think if I, if I slowed down a little bit and became a bit potter, I have great risk of sounding like some sort of politician. Um, but this is, I mean, it is one of these events that you go home with uh, slightly more tinnitus than you had before, and if, like us, you've spent your days stood in paddocks and pit lanes you, you end up getting a bit of a castrol throat I think we could call it well Tim Sunday day three in full swing helicopters are landing in with people who are far more wealthy than us who can't be bothered to drive good for them and you've just had a little track session in an Austin 7 how was that? it was really good fun <laughs> uh, I was a bit worried it was going to be a bit cold because it was pretty pretty fresh this morning. But uh, we managed to get four people in a little Austin 7 chummy. Um, and I think there were over 100 Austin 7s out on the track. And it's the centenary, which is why, uh, why they're celebrating them this year. And it was just great fun at, at 30 miles an hour, just weaving in between other Austin 7s, having a, having a good old laugh. And uh, we just about made it back from our two laps before the uh, the throttle stuck open. <laughs> Thankfully, very small car, so pretty easy to push it back in. But, uh, yeah, a good start to the day. Good start to the day. Probably the... Not many opportunities, actually, is there, really, to drive around, especially at the Revival. So, yeah, pretty, pretty cool to do it, even if it is uh, not quite full chat. I did chuckle as I was standing up above the pit lanes watching everyone pull away as all the Austin 7s pulled out, and I don't know how many there were, but they looked like about 100. I was watching the Marshalls scrambling to the start finish line and, and through the grid with their spill kits because of course all the Austin 7s had dropped all their fluids <laughs> on the start line so that was quite entertaining to watch um, but yeah we are now third and final day what, uh, what is it you're sticking around for anything in particular you're hoping to see any highlight races on the, the last day uh, it's tourist trophy it's, uh, it's the like it's the poster poster event of the weekend isn't it yeah. 250 GTOs and Cobras and 
it's the it's the one that everyone comes for you've got the driver change as well which just uh, for us with our great access we can be in the pit lane when they come in and that is uh, just really exciting and slightly terrifying watching these cars and drivers jumping in and out and trying not to lose their doors to other cars that are trying to get back out on track so uh, looking forward to that one yeah, yeah, that will be a very special one. I'm going to try and get in the assembly area before that one as well and chat to a few of the drivers. As you say, the uh, the cars that you see in that race are just incredible. I dread to think what the accumulative value might be of all of them together because it's uh, super, super special. For now, let's have a bit of a wonder. I'll see if I can find anyone to have a chat with. No doubt you'll be in high demand going and walking and talking to various people as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll check in a little bit later on. Now, the next interview that I'm about to conduct is, uh, well, let's say a future star. His name's Freddie Woods. He is taking part in the Sessington Cup, otherwise known as the pedal car race. This, believe it or not, is the most, so I'm told, the most expensive advertising slot over the course of the weekend. People that pay to advertise on the live streams, on YouTube, uh, they pay the most at the time that's closest to this race because this is where most people around the world tune in so imagine that you've got cars here racing worth millions and millions 250 gtos and all sorts uh, but it's this the pedal car with uh, kids aged between sort of seven and ten uh, that brings in the money so uh, yeah we're here to enjoy that and uh, let's dive in and have a quick chat with freddie woods son of james woods now, I found myself back in the assembly area, once again surrounded by amazing cars. You can hear some of them testing their horns, but these cars are quite small because this is the Sessington Cup, the pedal car race, and I have here one of the drivers, Freddie. Good to see you. Why don't you tell us, what are you about to drive? I'm about to drive an Austin J40. They're more than... They're less than half the size of a normal one, but... They're, 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 all, they're all the same. You, you, you get you get penalties if they're not the same. So wow. it's up to the driver to see if you win or not. So these are cars with no engine. In fact, you are the engine. Your legs are the engine because these are powered by pedals. Have you done any prior training to this? Have you been doing squats at home? That's the only problem. I've only done one over the whole time. So, but yesterday came 15. So. I was quite happy. Now, your dad is quite well-known at Goodwood. He drives a lot of cars here at the circuit. He's very well-known for driving cars very fast up the hill at the Festival of Speed. Does that add a bit of pressure? No, I just think about driving and winning. All you want to think about is winning. Exactly. And do you think in a few years' time you might be here, perhaps in a car with an engine instead? Yes. Excellent. And do you mind me asking, Freddie, how old are you? Ten. Fantastic. So perhaps... Five to ten years from now, you'll be here driving something as exciting as the cars your dad drives. Yes. Excellent. Well, I'll let you get in. You want this one, car number three? Yes, car number three. We'll be supporting you, Freddie. Best of luck. And uh, hopefully see you in five years when you're driving something a bit more uh, powerful. Thank you. There I was, walking around the paddock containing Mark II Jags, minis, 
MGs, more MGs than I care to count. And who do I see in the distance, looking suave in a trilby, other than a friend of the show, an old friend of mine, Miles Lacey. Hi, Miles. Hello, John, and hello to the channel. Hello, channel. Hello, dear listener. Uh, Miles, how are you getting on? Do you know what? I would go as far as to say this is the best event I've ever been to. This is my first ever hey. revival. And I know. I, 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 I t- so you are one of maybe two pe- two or three people I've spoken to this weekend who I just assumed will have been here before. But, so you've never, ever experienced a revival, ever? Yeah, N- yeah. Never at all. Other than that, so I've done Festival of Speed a whole bunch of times, which is brilliant, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And then I turned up here, and even the Thursday night, just with the cricket... It was already blowing me away. Wow. I mean, this is all the stuff we like doing, right? Well, it is. It is. We've got... It's... <laughs> all right. Actually, as a first-timer, what I'd like you to do is try and summarise. You've been here all three days? Yeah. I'd like you to try and summarise what this event is to our listener. And, and in from your eyes. Wow. Okay, you put me on the spot here. What this is, is a celebration of nostalgia in the best way possible. There is nothing else like this I've ever experienced or seen elsewhere. If you want to come along and just throw back to, I don't know, 50, 60, even 70 years ago, this is the place to do it. People are well-dressed. I mean, there's some bloody well-dressed people here, right? It's incredible. And a great analogy, by the way. That was a really good description. I, what I've liked, I've said this a couple of times on the recording, is that I can remember coming here as a kid, like, 12, 13 years old, and maybe out of the 50,000 people a day that might have been here, maybe 10 to 15% were dressed up, and everyone else was just in jeans, t-shirt, standard clothes. Now, you come to an event here where you've got hundreds of thousands of people in attendance every day, and maybe 5% aren't dressed up. And it is, it's just amazing. It's like you are, it's, it's like being on a big film set, isn't it? That, that, that's, again, a great analogy. It is just like being on a film set. The way it was described to me was, you can't point a camera anywhere in theory, and suddenly realise that you're back in 2022. You're not. Everything looks period, even down to the... See, if even a current brand, it's also car or whatever, doesn't matter. They've got their original uh, logo from back in the period, and it's just fantastic. And like you say now, it would appear that the odd ones out are the ones that turn up in jeans and a T-shirt, and I love that. I absolutely love that about it. You know, um, being with... Obviously, we're here with supporting Grant Williams in the Jag, and... Um, it's not just about the car. It is the, obviously the car's here to do the racing. Fantastic. But you are part of the show. You are part of the show. So you're expected to be photographed. You're expected to be seen in the scenery. And you are the whole image of the show. And it's just fascinating for me. It is incredible. So it's interesting to know that you're here. I know you're, you've got a close relationship with Grant. And obviously it's always great to see Grant Williams. Grant Williams is one of the names that if you have been told about the revival or if you have heard certain stories you probably will have heard of Grant's name because he's quite famous for sending it I think is the is the fair way of saying it, isn't it send yeah sending it's a good word I mean I've always told I've, you know I've observed his driving and I said that you know you could probably shave a couple of seconds off if you didn't go so bloody sideways <laughs> but he loves it he absolutely loves it you've never seen a car driven so aggressively you know there's not a corner there's not a single point on the circuit where it's pointing in the right direction but Everything is just... I mean, the speed... I, I've never raced around here. I, all I've ever driven around here is a, is a camera car. Right. And it made a real impression on me then. So watching these guys, like, backing these cars in, fully committed, there is no hanging... You know, these cars are worth a few quid, right? Yeah. But it's like they're worth five quid, the way they're driven. Yeah. It's fascinating to watch. 
It's one of the things I've really enjoyed in the assembly area, so in the area that the cars wait before they then go out for each race or each session. Talking to both the drivers and then talking to the owners and getting a different perspective and saying, look, you know, people want these cars to put on a good show, but also for the people that own these cars, they want them to, they want them to position well because then, of course, that adds a huge amount of value. To say that a car has won or placed well at Goodwood Revival is a massive thing. So it must be quite a... A bittersweet feeling going out, throwing the car around, putting on a great show for the spectators, but at the same time thinking, God, if I bend my thirty million pound Ferrari, then this isn't going to be a great day out or a great uh, a great month or two. Probably not. No, yeah, you know, but for sure you'd make it to the highlight reel on Instagram, <laughs> and that's got to be worth. That's got to be worth thirty million. <laughs> Do it for the gram <laughs> by the gram. sending it into Do the science. Seriously, I mean, and, and the level of cars that are here, you know, we're, there's. You know, we, we were here a few weeks ago shooting the film for Bonhams with the Aston Martin DB3. And, I mean, that was three, three million pounds worth of Aston Martin, right? And that was... This is, this is the crazy thing to say. That's at the lower end. How does that work? You know, some of these cars are worth 20, 30 million pounds, but they're driving them like they were driven in period. And I just don't think there's anything else like that out there. Well, there isn't, is there? There's, this is a one and only event. No, it is. You're absolutely right. Now, you're obviously no stranger to a bit of motorsport. You've been in the Praga series this year. You've done lots of pedalling for various brands. Do you think uh, this is now perhaps at the top of the desired list to get an invite for this one? You'd be, that would be slightly understating it, John. I mean, here's a, here's a bit of an exclusive for you. Oh. Grant and I will be sharing a car <laughs> at some point, <gasps> and it's probably going to be a Jaguar. So yes, my goodness me. Yeah, we don't know what where, where we're going yet, but we're gonna we're gonna do it. So I need to throw everything I know about driving a race car, which is obviously an aero, aero-based car, throw that out the window, and then learn from the master. I think what we need to do as part of a training program is uh, go back to where we first met on a frozen lake in Sweden, <laughs> because I think that's what you need to do really, isn't it? Is getting that right back to basics of throwing your car around, where physics is just you are often a passenger and trying your best to keep keep the car under control because that's effectively what a lot of these old classic cars are like to drive oh my god yeah yeah i mean they, they drive them they drive them off the rear axle they sort of they aim somewhere towards an apex they brake somewhere but the brakes don't the brakes aren't very good obviously it's a very heavy car so they arrive at the corner and then just sort it out after that <laughs> they don't know what the, they don't know what's coming up they'll just sort it out bit of throttle bit of steering but it looks spectacular. If you watch any of these onboards, I mean, you, you must... You know, surely everybody knows the onboard from Kenny Brack driving the GT40 around yeah, here. Yeah. If anybody wants to go and indulge in YouTube for a little bit, search Kenny Brack GT40 in the wet around here. That is a masterclass in driving. Yeah. It is, and that is just one of the many spectacles that you can see over this weekend. I'm going to let you get back to it. Mike, see if I can have a quick chat with Grant as well, because it'd be great to get his perspective. I think he's got one last race to do today, isn't he? And then... That's it. And then I look forward to finding out more about this new partnership collaboration and seeing what you're driving. I'm guessing it's something similar to what we're stood next to, if not what we're stood next to. Indeed. Yeah, so um, the two Jags that Grant is in possession of is this one, which is racing this weekend, which is Jag 400, which is a Mark II. And then he's also, uh, which everybody knows, is the Buy One Jaguar, which does all the sideways stuff as well. That's a Mark One, so it could be either of the two. But indeed, um, yeah, it's... I'm looking forward to that more than anything else at the moment, so I don't want to jinx it. But, hey, listen, 
We'll see what we can do. Good stuff. Great to see you, Miles. So glad you've enjoyed your first ever revival. It's, it's always a bit magical when I discover somebody's experiencing it for the first time. So really glad you enjoyed it. And um, no doubt, see you again very soon. Indeed. Thank you very much, John. All, all good. So conveniently, now having just spoken to Miles, I've now found the man himself, Grant Williams. So Grant, you are... I think it's fair to say quite famous here at the Revival for putting on a good show driving your glorious Mark 2 and Mark 1 Jag and well uh, the term I used with Miles was sending it is that fair? <laughs> yeah 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 uh, you know this place is all about putting a show on okay and I, I sort of learnt from the very beginning that um, if you ain't going to win the race you ain't going to remember the winner so just you know get the car as sideways as you possibly can just have fun with it you know what I mean because it's just it's just a glorious place to be like you know I mean I, I love being here it's the crowd the atmosphere the place like I mean uh, and the cars the variety of cars are amazing like I mean and you don't get a race with this many amount of cars different cars in any of the race normally and that's the the beauty of it, like you know what I mean, so, and you end up having battles with the small little things, then you've got big yank tanks coming flying past you, like which they're so loud when they pass you, it's like, oh my god, it's definitely you know, even the pit wall shakes as they go past, like I mean, but yeah, no, this place is absolutely bloody amazing, you know I mean, and I, I love, I love, I love my car, you know, I love my family history, the way what we've done over the years, you know I mean, and and my style of the driving is literally flat out sideways, I, I literally, it's all or nothing with me, and um. And that's what the crowd seem to enjoy doing, like watch me do it. So, you know, I mean, I really, really, really enjoy being here. So, yeah. And I'm literally one of the most successful drivers here. Me and Tom Christians is a six times uh, winner of St. Mary's in top 15, top, top three 15 times, like so. Amazing. Yeah. Now, I was saying to Miles, I was amazed actually. I've known Miles a good few years, and he was saying that this is his first time here ever experiencing the revival, which has completely blown my mind. But as somebody that spends a lot of time driving cars like this at historic events, there are obviously lots of historic meetings and historic races all over the world. Does anything come close to the revival? Nothing, nothing at all. I, you know, I've I've been a few, I've been to places all, all I've been to sort of been to Spa and stuff like that, Le Mans, Le Mans. This place, hands down, beats them all beat some more for every, in, in every aspect I mean it is it's just it's like it's like stepping back in time you look and everybody walks around and they just they're so enthusiastic about the place they you know they won't, you won't hear a bad thing about it like, I mean, and that's what I love about the people and the people they get to come and talk to us and they don't get that close to any other drivers they can so they and I'm sitting here all day you know chatting to people all day long like me but no it is the best best and it's one of the best circuits in the world it's such a fast flowing track but you've got to be careful because it, it, it can bite you. It's you a quick know? one, isn't it? I think it's deceiving. A lot of people don't realise that, especially people that watch the revival or perhaps they've seen uh, yeah, bits of old footage. It's quite deceivingly quick. You know, you think of fast circuits in the UK, you think of Silverstone. You don't necessarily think of the little tiny circuit in West Sussex, but this is one of the quickest circuits in the country for car- you know, carrying speed into corners. Oh, oh, yes, 100%, definitely, definitely. And then there's some, you know, especially down like No Name and stuff like that. It's, it's like, you, you, if you get it wrong there... There's no runoff. You mean you're gonna you're gonna plow into a wall at 130, 140 mile an hour? I mean, so no, it, it is. It is. You, you've got to. Have, you've got the, the, the kink, and you, to take that flat, it's because the car gets all out of shape, and you're up in fourth, and you and it just gets really light, and then you got to you got to hold it, twitch the steering, twitch the steering, and all of a sudden the last second, a little bite as it, as it bottoms out in the kink of the dip. And it just grabs it then, but you've, hit to the, you've come to the white line at the end of the track, like I mean, and you've got to pray it's going to catch at that last second, like so. 
but yeah, it's it's a real, real, real fast track. Like I mean, so I'm looking forward to sharing a track. I'm gonna go in miles, like, because he's um, he wants to have a go in the car, and I said he can, and uh, he's he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a real eye opener because yeah. he's used to driving stuff that's very precise and exactly. turns corners and it. <laughs> Something called downforce, whatever that is. That's weird. No, never in this paddock that has has not been heard of. <laughs> well, you've got one last race for the weekend, so one last show to put on. Everything looking good, feeling good about the car. Yeah, the car's feeling really good. We've gone, we've gone quicker here than we've ever done. Um, we're, we're, we've, my co-driver, uh, David Bram, he got down to uh, a, a 32, one minute 32, um, which is, you know, the fastest the cars have been around here. But the competition's just gone quicker and quicker this year. It's like you, you come here thinking, okay, we're gonna get, we're, we're gonna get move further, but everybody else needs to move further forward as well at the same time. Like so, you know, we're gonna have to try and find some more time from somewhere. But yeah, no, the car seems to be flying. Um, it's all dialed in. We've we've done a lot of changes to the, the acceleration and stuff like that. But it's on song. I mean, I got bogged in traffic on quali. I couldn't get a clear lap in, and I, I kept trying to hold back. And I kept every time I did it, I just kept catching this gaggle of cars in front of me, right back on the same point, three times in a row. Like so, you know. But yeah, that's just the way racing goes. Like so, yeah. But yeah, today I'm going to give it all and go for it. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I can't wait to see it. Best of luck with it. Enjoy it, and perhaps we'll catch up for a longer chat. Maybe once you two start pedalling together, yourself and Miles, uh, we'll come over with some microphones and have a good old chat and see see what this learning curve of driving proper cars is all about. Miles, is what I'll say. Hey, listen, if that ends up on footage, that'll be end up. End up on you've been framed. Ne- never mind. Never mind. Goodwood's channel. <laughs> good stuff, Grant. Thanks so much. Thank you. Miles, Thank great you. to see you, and um, yeah, best of luck as I say. I'm making my way back now to the assembly area. Having just spoken to Grant Williams, what an absolute legend of a man. You either know Grant Williams is driving or you're just about to because he on YouTube is the absolute hit. If you've seen footage on YouTube or on Instagram or social media of uh, a Mark II or a Mark I Jag absolutely flying sideways around the circuit here at Goodwood, that is Grant Williams. So that is him. Uh, what an amazing, amazing guy. Great to hear his insight as a driver. And uh, I cannot wait to see him racing in, uh, in his race later on today. Here on day three at the Goodwood Revival. Now, as I say, I'm waking, making my way back now to the assembly area where the cars are assembling for the TT, the Tourist Trophy. Now, this is one of the absolute pinnacle races. It's one that Tim and I talked about this morning. This is the AC Cobras, E-Type Jags, low-drag coupes, uh, Ferrari 250. It's just a, a real a real magical array of multi, multi, multi-million pounds of cars. This is an hour-long race involving two drivers. So two drivers at the top of their game. They swap halfway through the race. So somebody starts and then somebody finishes. And, yeah, this is the one that you'll see the grandstands around the circuit absolutely full for, uh, as well as the trackside spectators. There is not a spare gap on the fencing around the circuit right now as everyone gathers to watch this race. But I'm going to make my way into the assembly area, hopefully have a chat with a few drivers. There's a few people I know in here, uh, such as Marina Franchitti, Alex Brundle once again is racing in this one, so I'll see if I can talk to them both and uh, see who else we might be able to bump into too. I found our good friend... Marina Franchitti. Marina, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well. We are standing in basking sun at the best 
arguably the best motorsport event in the universe. And we're stood in front of a rather special-looking AC Cobra, which I understand you are about to race in the uh, Taurus Trophy. I am, yeah, very excited about it. Um, with my friend Philip Kaduri again, whose who's car it is. So he's going to start the race. Hopefully it all goes well, and then I'll get in. And, yeah, it's an incredibly competitive field with just unbelievable roster of drivers. Um, the, the Cobra's a real handful around here, but massively satisfying when you get it right. Yeah, I bet. Now... There is something about this Cobra which generates a bit of conversation. I want to ask you about it because I know that I think you've added a slightly personal touch to it and it's a little dashboard mascot. From yep. here I can see it looks a bit like it might be a hula girl but she's wearing a kilt. Hula girl on a kilt. So the hula girl, um, the car's just back from Laguna Seca where Philip was racing it at uh, Monterey Historics and the boys yeah, found a hula girl for him which is, then came on the dashboard. He went very well, makes us very happy. And we've just given her a little bit of a Scottish theme now that she's uh, now that she's moved to the UK, and it's yeah, it's one of those things. It can get quite stressful sometimes in the car, and it's nice just to have that to see her wiggling about and take your mind off it. And uh, scrutineers are okay with that, are they? Yeah, they love it. They think it's fantastic. I suppose it's not going anywhere. It's very much mounted on, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's she's the, she's the, the sort of the most secure thing in the car, I would say. Now, I'd like to ask, when it comes to driving cars like this, you say the Cobra is a bit of a handful, it's quite a lively car. This, I guess, this race and the St Mary's Trophy, they're the kind of two highlight races that people from all over the world are, are tuning into the live stream to watch. Would you say that adds more pressure, knowing the values of the car, as well as the other cars in the grid? Do you think about that sort of stuff, or do you kind of just, it's a car, I'm in a race, and I'm here to compete? Yeah, it's slightly different. I, I've always approached this in a different way. This is a very competitive but the cars are old, expensive, the track is so original, and I see us as part of the entertainment for the crowd. If it's like a do-or-die manoeuvre, it's not what I'm here to do. I just don't like to see that with these cars. I think it's a bit disrespectful. For the crowds and stuff, yeah, it's great having the crowds back fully. It's fantastic. You don't think about who's watching or anything else. You're just out there doing the best you can and say generally the, the, the high the, the level of the drivers is so high you're just usually having so much fun out there racing wheel to wheel and it's uh it's just a real pleasure i think what, what the duke of richmond and everyone here puts on is as you say is arguably the greatest motorsport event in the world i would say it is it's there is nowhere better and even this weekend the the way that they just strike the right note celebrating the life of Her Majesty the Queen it's incredible and it's uh, yeah it's an honour to be a part of it every year fantastic well I'll let you uh, get ready and get focused I'll be uh, I'll be out there watching and supporting really great to see you best of luck with it and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon hello again Alex Brundle hello saw you yesterday just before you were about to pedal a mini did very well very very entertaining race to watch having a little tussle there with Andre Lotterer that was great you're now about to jump into something quite different. Do you want to tell our listeners what it is? Yeah, so just about to jump into 28980 Cobra. Um, it's an American car, I believe, um, imported to the UK left-hand drive, so it should be competitive in this race. We only start 12th, though, after a bit of a difficult qualifying uh, where we didn't run in the first session and then didn't really get a lap in the second session, so a lot of progress to be made. Uh, at the same time, yeah, we've got a good car underneath us, what we should do, so I don't see any reason why we can't be at the front. 
Fantastic. It's a bit of an icon, this one, isn't it, this Cobra? Because uh, no paint, but it has got some decals on the front, which makes it look a lot like a snake. So what? A Cobra, I should say. So this is definitely one to watch. Uh, feeling confident, though, despite the slight setback in... Quality? Yeah, we we yeah, quite confident. Yeah, it's a it's a great looking car. We'll have fun anyway, um, and see what the balance is like. I mean, uh, I think to be honest, the 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 new E type is very well engineered uh, for victory, shall we say? <laughs> how, how very how very political. It's, so this is a car we've not really talked about it on the podcast so far, but this is a car that's generated quite a bit of controversy in the sense that it seems to be a little bit. It looks a little bit lighter than perhaps it would be should be. We have to we have to be careful, I guess. I don't think that's controversial, um, but yeah, it's uh, it should be a good race anyway. Um, we've got a lot of snakes in front of us. Uh, my job, because we haven't qualified as well as we'd like, is to get in first and put us in the action, basically, and then I'll give it to Bobby and see what Bobby can do for the rest of the race. Do you find it easier or better being first driver, or no, no, first driver is the the trickier job uh, because you've got to handle all the start process, all of the risk associated, and all of the mess. And then you got to get after it. Uh, then you got to get after it in the early laps and deal with any safety cars there are. So, yeah, it's 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 tricky. Um, and then the end guy can get in and push on. So um, I do prefer that. But more than happy to do this. You know, Bobby's car, Bobby's rules, and uh, he'll be super quick at the end of the race, I'm sure. Fantastic. Right. Well, I'll let you get focused. Enjoy. Really great to see you. Best of luck. Thanks a lot, mate. Dario Franchitti, I've just been talking to your brother who's about to, uh, well, he's going to be a second driver here in the Tourist Trophy, driving a Cobra. Are you also driving a Cobra in this race? I am. I'm driving uh, this one, 39PH. Um, yeah, I hope my brother doesn't lap me. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to finish ahead of me, but hopefully he doesn't lap me. Um, it's, it's, fun to, uh, it's fun to be out there with him. We see each other on track, give each other a wee bit of a wave. Uh, but yeah, this is the, this is the big race. Yeah, this is the one I've just been saying to our listeners about the the fact that this is one of the races where you won't see a spare gap up against the fencing the whole way around. Every grandstand seat will be full. This is the one that everyone wants to watch. So are you in this race, are you first driver or second driver? No, I'm, I'm second driver. Gregor Fiskin that owns the, the car, the Cobra, he's going he's gonna to start. We've done this a couple of times together before. So Gregor's going to start. Um, some pretty demon stars. And um, let's see if we can make our way up the grid a little bit. And then... Um, you know, pit some way, somewhere about the halfway, maybe slightly before, yeah. and then uh, I'll take over. Fantastic. Now, I was just talking to Alex Brundle, who's also in a Cobra, and I asked you, do you who, which he prefers, either as the starter or the second driver. Uh, he said he much prefers to be the second driver. He's starting on the grid. Do you agree with that sentiment? If you're the starter, there's a lot more action-packed stuff going on first lap. For, and it's nice when the owner drives it for me, that Gregor drives it. If anything happens, it's his car. Um, but by the time you get in one of these things after half an hour, tyres are a bit overheated, the brakes are a bit overheated, so it feels a wee bit second-hand. Um, but any time you get to drive something like this, round a track like this, it's pretty special. Yeah, I can only imagine. Now, in your words, might be an impossible question to answer this one, but what does the revival mean to you, and how does it compare, if at all, to other historic meetings and historic races around the world? nothing compares to the revival just look around you all the I mean everybody mechanics obviously the drivers everybody in period dress the families all the fans in period dress everybody gets involved in the carnival it's like stepping back in time and that only happens at this event it's just incredible everywhere you look I mean you could right now apart from maybe the mobile phones you could be in the mid 60s it's incredible 
it really is well I'll let you get focused let you get ready for your race best of luck enjoy thank you I look forward to seeing you again soon cheers thank cheers. you how brilliant there to talk to as I'd hoped a good friend of the show Marino Franchitti as well as his brother Dario Franchitti who are both of course racing Cobras they're both in as second drivers uh, so the two of them as brothers are going to be competing driving very very similar cars here for the Taurus Trophy of course we spoke to Alex Brundle there as well who I hope he doesn't mind me saying this looked a little bit a little bit more nervous about this drive maybe apprehensive is a fairer word to use uh, these are certainly extremely valuable cars and in comparison to the Mini that he was driving yesterday the Mini of course is still a, a very competitive car uh, but I, I would guess that the Cobra he's about to drive is probably three four times the power maybe more so uh, yeah apprehension is forgiven I would say what I'm going to do is I'm going to loiter just at the point at the end of the assembly area just as the cars then join the circuit so if you've seen the Goodwood Motor Circuit it is right at the end of the start finish straight where the chequered flag is waved so not quite heading down to the corner uh, but that's where I'm going to be and this is the access point where the cars drive out of the assembly area onto the circuit they'll do one formation lap all the way around they then stop on the grid they then do a fast formation lap once again once around the track and then stop and then the race starts and this is what is regarded to by many here at the Revival as the noisy race. This is the one where you really do want to have a pair of earplugs in. If you're anywhere near the start, this number of Cobras taking off all at the same time and the E-types. These E-types often are, of course, straight six engines with straight pipes front to back. So the noise that comes out the back is just absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I'm fully expecting to uh, damage my hearing slightly by uh, standing too close and, of course, um, possibly damaging this rather lovely microphone as well, which is uh, uh, going to take a bit of a beating. But we'll see. This will probably be my last race of the day as well. I've got a heck of a long journey to get back up home, uh, so I'm going to stick around for this one. I'll watch this race to the end, and then I'll make my way home. And I guess I'd better track down our friend Tim Hutton as well and see how he's been getting on. Right, so this is the start of the tourist trophy this is the noisy race the one that i've been promising you the one that i've been looking forward to i'm standing right now on the checkered painted flag part of the start finish straight where cars in positions one two and three will be launching those cars are ac cobra e-type jaguar currently being driven by jensen button and in third position another e-type jag this is going to be a sensational noise. I'm going to shut the hell up and let you enjoy it. Tim, Goodwood Revival 2022 has now come to an end. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely knackered. <laughs> yes, my uh, my legs and feet are well aware that we've been a good with for three days, but I wouldn't change that feeling for the world right now. Yeah, it is such a spectacle of an event. Uh, I mean, everything about it, from the collections of cars you see, the tribute parades, to the full-on racing, to the Setrington Cup, pedal cars, actors walking around in costume, 
people dressed up as they are. It is, there is nothing else in the world like the revival. I think that's fair to say. Do you agree? Yeah. I, it's been... I think it, they set a benchmark for historic motor racing events around the world, and there's nothing out there that comes anywhere near to uh, rivaling the revival. It's just... Uh, it's a whole different league of its own, and the what I really have liked this weekend is the, the sets. Like, the UFO stuck in the ground with the police telling you nothing to see and an alien scampering around picking up bits of UFO and the, the uh, fake record radio station. All of those little details, it's just unbelievable. It is, it is. And I think, as I've said over the past couple of days, there are certain aspects of the event that you just have to see. Uh, you have to go on YouTube. You have to look up the, the races from the Revival there are live streams that you can watch back. It is just, there's so much to it that even as a spectator, even with three days and an access all areas pass, I reckon we've probably seen 60% of the event, if that. It's, uh, it, it really is a spectacle. But I guess we should draw things to a close as everyone is now heading back. Everyone's heading towards car parks and jumping in their cars ready to drive home. And the final Goodwood event of 2022 has drawn to a close and... Yeah, it's been quite special. But a big thank you to you, Tim, for agreeing to come along and be well, guest guest co-host for the for the weekend. It's been um, it's been a, a real joy. It's been great fun. Yeah, no, thank you for having me along, John. It's uh, yeah, it's really really great to be here, and a little bit sad that this is almost the end of the historic motoring season, really, isn't it? So we start to think of winter and then start making plans for next year now. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Well, that just leaves me to say thank you, dear listener, for this one. It's been another one of those kind of marathon ones where we walked into this on Friday morning with a bit of a nod to the content gods in the hope that we'd be able to get, generate some good interviews. I hope that we have. I hope that we've brought you some content that you've enjoyed. As ever, we invite you to uh, review and comment and subscribe and do all the things that helps the big supercomputer algorithm that we don't understand churn around and do what it does. Um, it's an absolute honour and a privilege to be able to bring you this content. A huge thank you, of course, to Goodwood for allowing us to walk around with the access that we have and talk to the people that we've been able to talk to. And we look forward to bringing you more content like this in about a week's time. There'll be another podcast coming out. Monday morning, normality resumes after a, quite a strange month, but we will uh, get back into the weekly routine of getting content out to you, so you can look forward to hearing the next episode in the not-too-distant future. For now, I will say thank you so much for listening. Don't forget you can see everything we do at drivenchat.com, and we look forward to bringing you more content. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow, you've made it to the end, the very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.